And we're back after a temporary hiatus. That's so region is back with another podcast, bringing you the latest and greatest in the region news. This is your temporary fill-in host, uh, Joseph S. Pete, business reporter with the Times. And let me introduce my our, our illustrious panel. I'll start with Laura. Hi guys, I'm Laura Lane. I am the Times Digital News Director. I'm back and excited, and I promised Twitter, so here we are. We made good on our promise. <laughs> and next, our special guest. John Watkins, photographer. And our new regular? I'm Stephanie Strumpluski. I'm the newest copy editor. Happy to be here. Soon to be digital person. Excellent. And we've got some crazy news this week in Maryville. Someone had thought they saw a hand uh, sticking out of a retention pond. And what the firefighters found was even more weird. It turned out to be a zombie hand from Halloween decorations uh, um, <laughs> that was like uh, someone had apparently just tossed in the, the pond. John Jay was out there to shoot it. Uh, what, what did you see on the scene? Yeah, well, we heard on a scanner that, that somebody had found, saw a hand sticking up out of the pond. And that was almost off that, uh, that day. But I said, well, I live in Maryville. I'll go by there and see what's going on. I get there and I look at it. And uh, yeah, it looked like a decomposed handle for, for a bit there and uh, you can see as, as the fireman got closer and closer to the hand uh, started seeing a little smile on his face because he knew it wasn't what we thought it was <laughs> didn't he say something in the story too like oh he's gonna go home and like not leave if he uh, <laughs> if it did I, turn I, out I, to be a hand <laughs> I, I don't recall hearing that but I, I, I'll take his word he, he, he's more worried about having to buy pizza <laughs> Does that uh, go up there as one of the more amusing things that you've shot? Yeah, see, what, what happens if firefighters get their pictures in the paper, they end up having to buy pizza for the group. But, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the more unusual ones I've photographed. It was the it was top story for, like, two days in a row on the website, so it piqued a lot of people's interest. What do you guys think? It was really funny. Um, Laura, actually, she's in charge of social media here, so she'll uh, tweet out the story. But um, that night, you know, when she went home, I was in charge of tweeting that story. Oh. And the headline was you know zombie hand in in lake i don't remember the exact headline and i was like do we have to change this you know because the whole zombie deer thing you know i don't want people freaking out thinking it's an actual zombie hand everyone said leave it leave it so i think it did well and uh got a couple chuckles in the end so it goes up there it's always the headline we always talk about the best headline and having zombie in a headline is gonna draw some kind of interest from people definitely sure. definitely did <laughs> yeah, it was definitely yeah it was definitely what we call a talker piece in the uh the biz. <laughs> Just imagine, like, washing your dishes and looking out the window and being like, oh, my God, there's a hand in the water, and then realizing it was a zombie hand from a decoration. <laughs> but it was, it was quite a uh, quite a remarkable-looking hand, though, to, to, to say the least. I mean, it did look real. A lot of those Halloween decorations these days are like that. You go down Walgreens or whatever, and they try to, you know, it's, it seems like they go for as much verisimilitude as possible with that. <laughs> like the what? fake plastic looking like rotting corpses or whatever. One of our Facebook commenters uh, was upset that she says she has a skull in her yard and nobody ever comes by. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hopefully there won't be any zombie hands jutting out of uh, Wolf Lake this summer when Festival of the Lakes returns. They just announced, uh, the, like that segue there, in honor of uh, Dan Reardon, our temporarily sideline host. And, I just want to say um, I came heard. up with the segue prior <laughs> to the podcast starting. Yeah. Credit where it's due. Yes. I'm very proud of this. <laughs> <Credit where it's. laughs> 
But the uh, and then the uh, so then the uh, uh, Festival Lakes they've announced that Nelly is going to play and Three Doors Down is going to play this year. And we've you know we continue to see a lot of nostalgia acts in the region. Aaron Carter recently returned to Highland to play the Room, which has emerged as a pretty big uh, music venue uh, there at the former Ultra Plaza at uh, Highland. And so we wanted to kick it over to you guys. I guess uh, Laura, you saw that show. I saw not Aaron Carter this year, but Aaron Carter last year, and I just have to say the 20 bucks or whatever it was to get in was well worth it to hear a 30-something-year-old man singing about Aaron's party, <laughs> which is a song from when he was like 12, throwing a party at his parents' house and getting busted. <laughs> so it's great hearing like a 33-year-old dude sing it. I sang every word. I had a blast. I would see it again. <laughs> have you been to that venue yet, or...? I have not been to that venue. Um, I really wanted to go last year. I couldn't go. I wanted to go this year, and then something came up. Um, but you know what? He'll be really, back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Oh, man. Aaron 3.0 this yeah. time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it is kind of awkward when those songs are written about, you know, teenage girls at parties and stuff like that, and you do hear a 30-year-old man with tattoos singing about it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for, for upcoming acts, you know, I really hope to see somebody like JoJo or Jesse McCartney come to the region. I think that'd be really cool. A throwback. Yeah, the Festival of Lakes is definitely kind of a venue for that. They do, do tend to, you know, cater a lot to the nostalgia acts. And, like, who else would you guys like to see, like... Uh, well, Play here. In, in years past, I've seen War there, and I really enjoyed that show. Uh, uh, I'd like to see Stevie Wonder or Steely Dan, but Ooh, I know they can't afford awesome. Yeah, they couldn't afford that one. So, but, uh, Stevie Wonder was at Taste of Chicago yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah, a little bit more than that. I've but, seen the yeah. No, I, I think Hanson, if they ever want to come out to Northwest Indiana, I am down for mm, hearing some bop. bop live and in action. That would be great. That's my little 10-year-old self-stream come true. See, my theory is that with The Room... They ought to buy the former Ultra there, the big box store, and turn it into like a big music venue so they, they can should. get some of these large acts in. Because they seem to be doing a decent job of booking. They've gotten stuff like Jackal and, you know, bands that were relatively big at one point. And, you, you know, that, that, you know, all those old big boxes are being repurposed. If they're going to get into the concert game, why not go big? Yeah, and when I was there, I mean, this, granted, wasn't this show this year, but it was in 2018. The room wasn't that huge of a venue, and so, I mean, if they keep getting these acts, they could expand it and make it more worth, you know, more people come, more space, bigger shows. They also, oh, go ahead. And then Stevie Wonder will come. <laughs> <laughs> they also had Local H, which I think is probably played every last venue in Chicagoland now at this point. <laughs> I saw Local H at Bourbon Street years back. <laughs> didn't Stevie Wonder too? Wasn't he? Didn't he do the Super Bowl halftime show and drive like drive during the halftime show? Of, that one I don't remember. Oh, I thought uh, that was way back when. Wait, why, why, why are you looking at me and say way back? When? <laughs> oh, okay. John Jay, resident old man on the podcast. No, nothing applied, <laughs> sir. You young whippersnappers. <laughs> nothing applied. But is, is there anybody you'd hope to see at uh, Festival Lakes this year? Or? Uh, well, like I like I said, maybe. Uh, like we had war there one year, then that that was a good show. I wouldn't mind seeing them again. Uh, some of the uh, see, I, I'm like 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 they like it's been stated. I'm old school, so uh, somebody from the '70s, early '80s would be great. They, they, they um yeah, because they've been trying to turn it into the uh, the PAV. They've been trying to turn it into a major concert destination. They had standalone concerts last year where they had the Steve Miller Band and um, also uh, Flowrider. 
who uh, <laughs> everybody, yes, I, I, I also did not realize it was Florida until like way late in the game. But um, he had just played it like Lollapalooza. I was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> and Hammond, and Tom McDermott was really proud because it was like, yeah, we got a, you know, this is a contemporary act, a relevant act. They just were on the stage at Lollapalooza, drawing a huge crowd. And, you know, we're bringing them now to the region. They've had some pretty big draws in recent years. They went to see, like, Nas last year. He, he drew a very big crowd. I think Boys to Men was probably the biggest one they had to date. Like, it was straight out, like, the crowd was all the way to Whiting and down to, like, you know, Hanguish. I mean, down to, like, Hessville. But it was uh, – McDermott is hoping they can even draw bigger this year with uh, Nelly. He's like, oh, he's got hits everybody knows. It's, you know, maybe most of them are, like, close to 20 years old at this point. But he's – relatively recent people know him he's a big name and they're really hoping you know these are free shows you do have to pay like 25 bucks for parking but they're hoping uh to bring more people in and keep making that a major concert draw i'm excited i'll see one maybe this year hey it it is free (laughs) (laughs) but but, and all right excellent and then um speaking of um acts coming back uh, i'm terrible (laughs) at this i'm sorry we're working on these guys. Yeah. We need Dan here. I'm not us. a professional. <laughs> uh, everyone's favorite ice cream parlor and chocolate shop, uh, Gaiety's, is going to be coming back to Lansing. And we also recently announced that Broncos, after a four-year absence, would be bringing its beloved fried chicken and pizza back to Crown Point. So what do you guys think about these uh, region institutions making their triumphant return? All I know is I spent like 10 minutes on a recent episode of That's So Region complaining and crying over Gaty's closing, and so the ice cream gods have heard me. I think that was the main that turned the tide. go to the ice cream church of holiness and (laughs) (laughs) say my prayers and praise the Sundays of the world and be very happy i'm so excited guys yeah i'm super <laughs> excited i have a lot of good child me- childhood memories there with my grandma so we're really we're both very happy to have it back it's excellent for downtown lansing too because it's uh that seemed to be like the main hangout place outside of bars they do have some decent bars there jacks kilroy's and so forth but it was the only real like family friendly place where you'd see like young families or teenagers or just you know kind of people just hanging around and it was a big draw um the share of a one unfortunately will not be reopening i don't know that that one was ever as like as much of a destination as the um the lansing one but it was definitely like that was a place people went to for valentine's day that was a place you went to for like christmas that you you, that was a place you went to to get like gifts because it was really nice high quality chocolate that they sold in like the ritz carlton and all these like downtown hotels usa today as recently as like 2010 i think named it like the best one of the best ice cream places in the country and the best in illinois so that's like there's a lot of good ice cream places in Chicago, so that's not an easy feat. To, uh, and yeah. there's a lot of people that live closer to Cherville than Lansing and still go to the to Lansing, Lansing. Oh, well, yeah, because it's the original. Yeah. It has been around, too. It was founded, like, almost a century ago by a Greek immigrant who came to the south side of Chicago, and it, it, it was, like, just short of the 100-year mark, and the real estate agent who bought it and took it over, it, it, she's, like, really happy about, you know, being able to get it because that's a pretty big deal, like, most businesses fail in like 10 years and so to have a century like that's a pretty big big thing but she's got like a big background there too she's worked there her parents ate there and she just has she's been kind of a, a big fan of it for like 30 years and now she's bringing it back to life i'm 
just counting down the days until I can get a hot fudge banana split oh, from Gaty's again. You preempted my next question. I was gonna ask you guys, <laughs> what are you guys gonna order? Like when you when you go back? You gotta get the hot fudge banana split to go because you get more ice cream to go on the styrofoam cups. Ah. Get the hot fudge on the side. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm a professional Gaty's eater. I'm so excited that it's back. You have this down to a science. <laughs> I really do. Many many friend dates hanging out there growing up. I'm sorry to say the only time I've been there was was to photograph them for uh, stories we've done, but uh, be nice to have them back. Are they now? They're uh, locally owned, right? It's not a, not a. No, yeah, it was only two locations. Okay. The, the Sheriff one had been a franchise, but that kind of like faltered in a couple years. But then the owners had to take it back over because they uh, they were still on the hook for the lease, and then so. Yeah, the, the, it's been a saga. I've written so many stories about this place opening and closing over <laughs> the past couple of years. But this time it's like new owner. She has a very successful real estate company. So we're hoping that it's, uh, you know, revived from here. But what, what, what are you looking forward to their stuff? Um, I usually get, I don't know if it's uh, chocolate chip or cookies and cream. They both kind of taste the same to me. But I always get um, a shake. I always get a shake, but I add the hot fudge into it. Right, right on top, and it's amazing. See, she's got down to a science too. <laughs> now we just need the Al's Diner to reopen in Lansing and oh, bring yeah. back like the San Frantellos in Glenwood. I would be happy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I would be such a party pooper going with you guys because I just said, "Give me a scoop of vanilla, please," and that would be it. But you the know vanilla is good. Yeah. Chocolate and vanilla yeah. are amazing. People are also pretty excited about Broncos returning in Crown Point. It is famously where. Um, then presidential candidate Hillary Clinton in 2008 did a Boilermaker, a shot and a beer. Um, and former Times photographer Damien Rico is in oh, photos there yes. as well. <laughs> Along with him and Mayor Thomas McDermott. Shout out yeah. <laughs> but it is it was never a bar. It just had a bar. It was It's basically like a restaurant where it's known as a pizza and... Um, Oh, they sold pizza and they sold fried chicken were the two things they're most famous for. They still have they still operate a smaller one out of a location in Hebron in a bowling alley, and people will drive down there all the way to get like a pizza. But they've complained the Crown Point people, you know, they've complained when they're driving half an hour. By the time they get back, some of the slices of pizza are missing. Some of the, <laughs> uh, some of the fried chicken is gone. <laughs> like so, they're looking forward to it to returning. It will be at a new location. They're building it this time. They had been renting previously. But they're going to build it near some of those uh, ball fields, and um, a lot of people are excited because it was kind of like a, a. It was it was it started in Gary, and it was, uh, but it has over the past like twenty years become like a real Crown Point institution. Yeah, they they were our they were our uh, election night supplier until they closed, and then we had to go somewhere else. But uh, when we had our office in Crown Point. I've actually never been to Broncos, but now I'm very excited that it's coming back, and I'll have to try it. And now I'm mad that I never worked an election night out in Crown <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. And then, now, speak. what goes better with food than beer, of course? Um, okay. <laughs> so we got... Sideways, we're still working on <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> We've got a lot of booze news in the region recently. One of the stories that a lot of people seem to be excited about was um, Showplace 12 and 16 are now... Are there, I'm sorry, a, they're now AMC uh, 12 and 16. But in Cherryville, the very popular multiplexes everybody goes to from across the region, they are applying for liquor licenses to sell beer, wine, and... Um, and uh, beer, wine, and cocktails. And then also the First Craft Beer Hotel 
has opened in the region. The Brewery Hotel has opened in Michigan City. Uh, Zorn opened it out by the highway in a former, uh, you know, almost century-old mansion that was built out there. And they're offering beer bus tours. They, they have a nice restaurant you can go to with the public. And, you know, also beer bus tours throughout northwest Indiana and southwest Michigan. So are, are you guys excited about this uh, showplace, uh, being able to have a beer, craft beer at showplace? I think it's a great thing. I live out in Tinley Park, of course, and the Marcus Theater out in Orland has a full bar in there, and it's a genius idea because I, what's better with a movie than having like a beer or a glass of wine? And so the next step up, I think, for Showplace will be to get the big reclining leather chairs that oh, they yeah, have out the Marcus Theaters, and then it'll be like a premium top get high on. place to go to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely make those, you know, B-minus comedies you see <laughs> a little right? bit Make more enjoyable. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I have a feeling you guys won't be inviting me back to one of these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I have never acquired a taste for beer. I mean, I tried to like it, and I just never really... Well, what about wine or uh, cocktails? I, I like wine. I, the sweet wines, like Moscato See, or something like that. get some wine at the, yeah. at the theater. I usually get myself a wine at the theater when I'm out in Rome Park. You can so. make your own cocktail yeah. with some licorice in there. Well, See, if, if I'm at the theater, I'm probably the one that got me there, so i got to drive back home, you know. I will have to yeah, but I mean, you have like a two-hour film and one glass of wine you'll be fine. yeah, yeah pe- people have brought up that point on the facebook thing but like this is a very widespread thing in chicago and other cities like they've been doing it in years like at the art cinema in indianapolis like you know they commonly serve you know craft beer and whatever but the thing is people will get like a beer when they go into the theater but they're not going to be and then they sit through a two-hour film you're not going to be like drinking beers you're not going to leave in the middle of the movie like yeah. to get more beer it, you know by the time you're done it's probably going to be out of your system you know the i've seen some where they do it like that art cinema one they did sell beer by the bucket which i thought was kind of irresponsible <laughs> like they had the you know like you know four long necks or something and i was like yeah that's probably excessive but I, th- this is like if you go almost anywhere in chicago like the music box the amc theater is there arc light or whatever like almost everywhere has some kind of libations you can get like a craft beer or wine or whatever and you know you're but you're not going to leave the middle of like avengers endgame like when like <laughs> yeah. tony stark is about to get killed just because you want to like refresh in your old style or whatever like it's just not you know people aren't going to get hammered here i don't think and definitely, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend if you're gonna be drinking to go see IMAX because you're just gonna be really dizzy if you forget your goggles and your glasses. Oh my gosh, everything. Yeah, 3D oh my with gosh. a with a bucket of beer that'd be a disaster. <laughs> well, you know, if you, if you think about it, it's really not that much different from going out to dinner and having cocktail or beer or something. Yeah, or going out to like a play in Chicago where they have an intermission even where you can Now if you're going to slam yourself. down a six pack or something <laughs> that's, that's, that's different. Yeah, People that's, do sneak in their own candy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the big at all the theaters in Chicago, everybody's pushing like craft beer or wine or whatever and it's common or the symphony or you know a lot of those like that artist cafe before it closed like people would be going into the symphony and they get like a cocktail at the bar and then go in and then it's like by the time the performance is over especially if you're like munching popcorn or something i don't i don't know that that's going to be a problem but what i think they're trying to do is not only just make money from it but then trying to draw on a more adult audience too because you know a lot of it's a lot of superhero movies now and everything and that's fine but the movie especially during the summer a lot of the blockbusters are more teenagers and you know with all the streaming services it's so easy just to watch hulu or whatever at home they're trying to bring back more of an adult audience to the theaters and kind of have more of a adult experience where it's like going out to the theater or whatever i mean i'll see lego movie and still drink a glass of wine (laughs) i have no qualms about that (laughs) would they be limiting people or 
Uh, I think, well, Indiana State law would prohibit them from serving anybody who lo- appears, like, intoxicated. I don't know what their exact, like, how it's going to be, but I assume, you know, if you're up there slurring your words or whatever, they're not going to, you know. <laughs> it could be a stroke. I think a lot of a, a lot of adults are gonna be happy when they have to drag their kids to Frozen Two. And <laughs> That's just a good have point a too. Couple beers, glass of wine. <laughs> Make it less painful. <laughs> Actually, no, I can't say painful because I will love Frozen Two. I will be drinking again wine while I go watch it in theaters. Did you see that second Lego movie or? I have not yet. I want okay. to though. We saw the first one in the theater and it was great, but we didn't catch this one in time. I'm holding out for Aladdin and Lion King oh, this summer. Know. I'm gonna be singing yeah. along to all the words. <laughs> Then you have the beer hotel thing in Michigan City, which sounds like a blast, too. So, a- Absolutely. Zorn had been looking to... Um, they're a newer brewery that opened in Michigan City. They had been looking to open a hotel kind of next to their property. But instead, they, for the time being there, have re-brought, they brought back the Creekwood Inn, which was a bed and breakfast, and briefly like a La Lumiere school dorm. Um, it's like right off Interstate 90. It's in like this wooded area, and they are... They've opened up like the restaurant to the public where um, the restaurant to the public where they have like a chef driven menu that changes like weekly. She does specials like, you know, salmon and, you know, whatever, Um, you you know, it's a scratch chalkboard kind of menu. It's a fancy bistro kind of place. It's uh, 50 seats. It used to be Kelly's Table. It's pretty popular at that point. But you can just go in there. You don't have to stay at the hotel. But what they do offer for the hotel, this is a trend that's catching on. A lot of breweries like Dogfish Brewing have opened their own hotels. And there's even a crazy one in um, Columbus, Ohio, where uh, the uh, Brew Dog Brewing opened the Doghouse Hotel, where they have uh, mini fridges filled with beer in every room, the end shower, and then they have in-room taps, which seems like it would really lend itself to abuse. And initially, they, when they were doing a Kickstarter, this is a Scottish brewery, and this is their first U.S. operation. And when they were promising to do this, they initially uh, were suggesting an IPA-filled hot tub. But fortunately, that did not happen because it would probably violate all kinds of like health and safety codes <laughs> or whatever. But um, they did not end up doing that. But this hotel doesn't have any beer in the rooms. But what they do do is they have a brew bus. They'll take you directly to Zorn. They'll take you around to all the breweries and wineries in southwest Michigan, which is already pretty popular. The three breweries in Michigan City, breweries throughout the um, throughout Northwest Indiana, and they also have a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, beer on tap in the uh, the attached restaurant. And a lot of people are excited. Some people read my article and told me they immediately went to go book a room for a staycation, like because it seemed like a pretty fun you know thing to do. What, what, what do you guys think? All I know is I hope Lou's not listening to this <laughs> podcast because I want to do this as a surprise trip sometime this summer. <laughs> so, Lou, if you're listening, pretend you didn't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know if they have any breakfast items, but this would be an amazing bed and breakfast as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think they are doing brunch on Sundays. He, oh. did, he did mention. Yeah, I they need will to be find doing... out if they let dogs, because Franklin can come for the voyage, and he could just be the best little puppy there. Like, I, it's the big dog that's there. Yes, I am pretty confident they do, since you brought that up, because <laughs> our photographer, Kale, went out and shot. They do have a big dog that is the informal mascot, and he just kind of <laughs> hangs around in the lobby and everything. So I assume, especially since it's a smaller boutique hotel, I, they do seem like they would be pet-friendly if you got a, you know, a huge uh, mastiff or whatever it is up... Uh, yeah, you know. He looks so snuggly too. Yeah. <laughs> just like you can hang out and snuggle him on the couch because he's you five like beers in, beer, right? <laughs> 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 
but he's uh and um jacob van Pruen, who's the zorn owner they're still looking to do a separate hotel but by zorn you know smaller one kind of like this like kind of in the old-fashioned because it was actually it's a cool backstory it was like historic um historic uh brewery that had like been around in prohibition times and then closed and then it was revived as a modern craft brewery like a couple years ago have you guys had the chance to check that place out yet or i have not no i have not either it's pretty it's like a cool old brick historic built sorry john a cool brick historic building and they have very chill like ambiance and uh they have like a nice balcony and everything and it's yeah the guy the guy he's really into like uh historic renovation and um that kind of thing so it's nice thing they've done also burnham is excellent they do like that cream corn beer out there and uh and of course shoreline and they're you know shoreline's one of my favorites everybody loves shoreline yeah Yeah. (laughs) they've good food there too that's why it's Oh, the food is exceptional. Yeah. yeah, they do that. Uh, the Scotch eggs there are great, and yeah. the, and I've seen too. Like lately, they they did that Cubs um, World Series victory beer that was really talked about, and I noticed that's like in liquor stores now. They started to like really widely distribute that one, the uh, Curse Buster or something like that. It's got a goat on the label, but <laughs> I'm I a know. White Sox fan. I don't drink same it. here. Girl. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> But it does have its niche, so. <laughs> but it looks like we are going to kick it over to recommendations. Who wants to start first? I could start first because my recommendation is alcohol-related. Um, it's not quite, quite local, but it's not too far away. Lou, my boyfriend, and I, we did a beer-making class at Bev Art on this, in the south side of Chicago. It's off of Hermitage and 91st Street. Oh, is that Beverly or is that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It's this cool little place, and they have, like, beer and wine-making classes. And I did this as this Christmas present, and it was just kind of cool because it was hands-on. So we actually made our own IPA, and we bottled, like, 49 bottles of it oh, and geez. came home with all this beer, and we have a ton of it in our house still. And it's really good. It was fun. So I want to go back and do a winemaking class. So that's my recommendation for you guys. Sign up for a class there if you're looking for a cool thing. You get to learn the ins and outs of making beer and wine and bottling it and all sorts of things. And then you get to drink a little while you do it, too. If you're looking for something a little bit more local, um, every last Wednesday of each month, there is a drag show at Twincade oh. in Griffith. And I have been to the uh, last couple of them I've been to, and they're amazing there's an MC there named Donut. He's oh, outstanding. Um, and every every one of the queens is absolutely fabulous. Um, definitely bring singles, though, because they do <laughs> dance, and you will make it rain. It's fa- absolutely <laughs> fabulous. Highly recommend. I keep seeing them posting stuff about that on Facebook. I've been meaning to get around to it. I know. Yeah. It looks like a blast. You I need love to a good drag show. They've done, uh, yeah, I got a, they, they do some wonderful stuff there at uh, Twin K. They have, they were filming like a reality TV show with their staff at one point and they have an excellent like beer selection and then just of course the vintage games and it's, it seems to always be packed too. It's like by far the biggest bar because they, Griffith does have three breweries and it's by far the biggest bar I think in the area, but it always seems to be filled even on like weeknights. You see people outside like smoking or, you know, et cetera. And then John, do you have any recommendations for us, sir? I didn't know I was supposed to do my homework on it. <laughs> well, just anything you I, think people would enjoy I, in the region. I, in the re- or, uh, this, this, this would be nationwide. Watch Star Trek Discovery <laughs> on CBS. This is the Matt but, Schubert Memorial Television Recommendation. <laughs> 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 Matt Schubert is also not really dead. you got to pay just, six bucks a month to see it. So. Is it good? I like it. What do you like about it? Uh, well, the one thing I don't like about it, it's got, it's got a running story. You know, most of the Star Trek, they had different stories every every. Uh, Oh, every so episode. You okay, you have to have to watch to keep up with it, but uh, it, it's 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 really different. It's it's the effects are excellent, and the only the only thing you got to pay for it. Hmm. 
you gotta pay six bucks a month to go on a CBS. I forgot what it's called, but it's a streaming streaming. I mean, you uh, don't get anything in life for free, John. And <laughs> you still have to see commercials. Uh, oh, that that's that. There's fun. not a premium to pay, like ten bucks to avoid the commercials. Like, do I look like I'm gonna pay a premium? Well, oh, then you yeah, gotta suck it up to commercials. Well, what can I say? <laughs> What about you, Joseph? I am going to briefly recommend the Hans exhibit at the South Shore Arts League in uh, Munster, or South Shore Arts in Munster. It's a cool urban exploration kind of exhibit where it's a lot of, like, um, photography of, like, abandoned buildings, not just in the region. You see a lot of the usual suspects, but also really cool stuff in, like, Detroit and from elsewhere. And it's part of a series that they've been doing. They previously did graffiti artist ones, and some of that is still on display at the Gary Public Library downtown and the um, art house there. I'd also recommend at the pro- check out the Promise You Art House if you haven't in downtown Highland. It is this cool gallery in this like hundred year old house, like just south the on Kennedy, just south of like the downtown area, and they have um, some interesting exhibits, including work from like local artists. And it's a lot of the, some of the people involved with the Unwanted Art Collective in Hammond. And then since I failed to plug Grant House, this is my constitutional duty. Dagger Mountain provides a lot of their coffee, which is Wiltshire out of Lowell. They do all these local roasted beans, and which is they have excellent. Um, they make some excellent and wide variety of coffee. And then any other like restaurant or bar, any recommendations like that you guys want to throw out? Sure. Here, I'll please bring the diner back. <laughs> that wraps up another episode of That's So Region here in uh, Northwest Indiana. And whatever you guys do, please keep it region.